This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week, I'm chatting with Chimes, who is an electro-pop musician based out of the central coast of New South Wales. And she recently put out her first single of 2021 called Feel Better, which sounds like this. She's also got a bunch of other tunes that she's released over the last few years, as well as an EP coming later in the year. But let's jump into the chat with Chimes. So we have Chimes with us. How are you doing today, Chimes? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. It's, um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. It's something. It's a day. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks, thanks so much for doing the podcast today. Just wanted to start by saying, um, yeah, just start by talking about the the new single that came out almost a month ago now. Yeah, about a month ago, a bit less than a month. But yeah, it's it's really cool. Feel better, which is um, yeah, great song. Thank you. Apart from you had like a remix of Giddy come out earlier in the year, but it's your first kind of new song of the year. How's it feel yeah. to start putting out music this year? Yeah, really good. Um, I will just say that it's not giddy, it's give it to you. And that's a huge mistake of mine because I was trying to be cool and abbreviate it, but everybody thinks right. it's giddy. But anyway, yeah, really exciting to start putting out uh, new original music this year. Um, it's funny because it always feels like I'm doing so much and I'm always so busy, but it's all mm-hmm. behind the scenes and like yeah, it sure. doesn't look like anything from the outside. So I feel like I'm so deep into the next, next, next project yeah. and like I've already completed all this stuff, but from the outside of, I've only just started releasing this year. So yeah. Um, well, what have you been working on outside this song? <laughs> Um, the next EP, actually. So I've just finished off, um, well, uh, at the end of last year, finished off the EP mm-hmm. Helen Divine cool. that is coming in a few months. Um, nice. I'm really, really excited about and Feel Better will be on that one. But I'm already working on the next one. So oh, nice. very interesting sort of headspace yeah. to be in because um, obviously the songs that I'm releasing I, I love and I'm really excited about, but I feel like, I've sort of moved on <laughs> emotionally, sure. I guess, but still very excited and, yeah, really thankful for the feedback that I've had on Feel mm-hmm. Better um, so far. It's been really, really exciting and fulfilling. I've actually got my first, I think it's my first New Music Friday um, Australia, New Zealand playlist oh, on nice. Spotify, which is really exciting. It's been a big goal of mine. I've gotten um, some mm-hmm. other New Music Fridays before for like Sweden and Japan and stuff like that. But obviously I'm Australian and I live in Australia and it's just nice to have that support. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Congratulations on that. Thanks. Yeah, with the EP, you mentioned kind of you're already working on the next one and like the songs that are on this upcoming EP are like kind of you've moved on emotionally. 
But um, how old are they from you starting writing those songs to till now, I guess? They're not even a year old yet. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty fresh. But I, yeah, I tend to work really quickly and in bursts as cool. well. But this EP that's coming, I wrote last year. And it was, yeah, really reflective of the headspace that I was going through, or that I was in last year. And yeah, it's I'm, I'm really excited to like, put this chapter out there that's so much more personal than any of my other stuff because I tend to write um, as as if it's just like creative writing and I'm telling stories mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe the concept relates to me, but I will create a story around it and then that becomes the song. But this EP, um, Hell and Divine is called, is so personal. Um, so it's a little bit scary, especially mm-hmm. because I sort of went through that journey and it was sort of very dark and emotional and experimental in a way as well but I've sort of it's been very healing so I went through the journey and created it and released myself into the music and then now I'm sort of on the other side so it feels a bit scary to put out a chapter that you know was personal but also now I'm sort of through it again um, like uh-huh. I'm over it so it's not reflective of where I am now but I still think it's like obviously important to put it out there and yeah, be more personal with my listeners and followers. So yeah. Yeah, of course. So it's something I've actually found kind of interesting about you just from my research. um, Chimes used to be kind of a a duo thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I started Chimes with my good friend, Cameron. Um, We met (laughs) through some mutual friends um, and I had never like really d- like been in the industry properly. I was writing music and like doing my own thing. But yeah, I met Cameron through some mutual friends and we started writing together and we were both were really fresh. But something that we did together, like the music we made together felt really unique and special. So we thought, why don't we do this as a duo. And Cameron did a little bit of singing as well. But we had a situation (laughs) at the end of 2018 where one of the members from BTS tweeted um, our song Dreaming. And it was a really, really interesting time or, or timing because by that point, Cameron and I had decided that we wanted to make it a solo female project. Cameron wasn't right. really into singing and performing on stage. He wanted to be more of the background. And especially after Jungkook from BTS tweeted our song, we got a lot of attention and Cameron was like, whoa, I don't <laughs> want to be the face of this. Like, I'm not good at that and I don't want to be like a social media personality and all that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we sort of were already on our way in that transition. And yeah, it was really interesting timing and like a bit of a learning curve. And yeah, so we decided to that Cameron would step back um, and just be producer um, uh-huh. and times would just be me. So right. Cameron's definitely still involved. We do everything together and write all, our, all the songs together still. But yeah, so he's just uh-huh. sort of, we like to describe it like, you know, Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah makes that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool to hear he's still on board, just kind of hidden a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the BTS thing. Um, Jungkook uh, shared one of your songs. Uh, was it Dreaming? Yes. You mentioned it kind of was like a lot of attention after that, but um, how did things change after him sharing that song? They 100% changed for the better. It was really a very interesting experience because we had written the song Dreaming 
and really liked it. But when we did our release campaign, nobody liked it. (laughs) This uh, folder of press feedback from the campaign. And it's all thanks, but no thanks, not our vibe, too pop or too indie. So we had a lot of negative feedback and we thought, fuck, like we really liked this song. And, you know, it felt like a flop to us, which was really sad. But then when Jungkook had tweeted the song, it totally opened up our music to an audience who would understand and was open to our music. And, you know, BTS is such an incredible band. They have explored so many different genres or Uh different genres within the pop realm and, you know, obviously have a lot of different influences. So their fans are really used to being on a journey and, and, and accepting sort of the creative side of what they're doing and not just expecting the same kind of music every time. So the fans are like so supportive and really into all different kinds of music. So yeah, it really opened us up to a fan base who was interested and Uh into it. So yeah. Yeah, cool. And obviously them being like I, I, I'd be lying if I said I knew a, a heap about BTS and kind of the kind of K-pop world, but um, I do know they're they're massive. Did you find the demographic changing at all with people who were listening? Um, not really. Our like, yeah, our age range, like in terms of what we see on our analytics, like on Spotify mm-hmm. and stuff, is eighteen to twenty-five, and it's right. that way pretty much the whole time. So not hugely changed the demographic in that way, but definitely opened us up to certain other countries like the Philippines, Indonesia, India, that kind of realm. But BTS have a lot of like American listeners as well. Like, you know, they have a huge fan base in America and a lot of our listeners were in America originally. So it didn't change drastically in that sense. Right. Okay. Just kind of bigger numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, did you ever did you ever hear from him personally? Did you ever reach out? Oh, I wish. <laughs> but no, I did not hear from him personally. I right. my manager and I tried to reach out to Big Hit, their label and their company, yeah. just to say, Holy shit, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, we're so grateful and you know, we'd love to work together someday, but they are seriously uncontactable in right. every single way, yeah. you know, unless they want to contact you. So, sure. I mean, we've had a lot of like Australian artists, like I think Cosmos, Mis- Cosmos, Cosmos Midnight, <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. they had BTS reach out to them. You know, we've heard that if they want to contact you, they will. So, I don't know, hopefully one day. <laughs> yeah, just wait, just waiting on that that email. <laughs> I'm sure they've, I'm sure it's just in their outgoing and they just have forgotten to send, hit yeah, send so far. <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're just waiting for the right moment. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying the chat so far just breaking it up as always to let you know if you wanted to check out chimes music including her new single feel better you can find it all wherever you buy or stream music you should also go check out her socials where you can keep up to date with everything she's doing and while you're over there you can also check out the socials for life on music i'll leave all the details in the description of the episode and if you are enjoying the episode you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released but let's jump back into the chat with Chimes.
bit earlier, you are talking about when you were starting off working with Cameron, that you were you were writing music at that time, but nothing kind of in a professional way. When was it that you, you started writing your own music? Pretty early in my teen years, but I had no idea what I was doing. And it was like really, really lame and like just really, really bad. But obviously you got to start somewhere. Of course. And not everybody is a natural writer. You really have to, mm-hmm. a lot of people have to learn the skill. But I sort of, I mean, I got into music or like wanting it to be my lifetime career when I was probably like 13 or 14. I saw Justin Bieber go famous like overnight and I was yep. like, I want that to be me. <laughs> so my sister at the time was like getting guitar lessons and stuff and I was like big on copying her. Um, so she, you know, taught me how to play guitar a little bit um, and I sort of took it off from there. Got some singing lessons, taught myself guitar. I know zero music theory, so it's all mm-hmm. by hearing. And yeah, I just started writing my own little songs that really sucked, but learning lots of covers and doing cover gigs like locally at clubs and restaurants and stuff. So yeah, in my like early teen years and then when I was like 17, I auditioned for The X Factor. (laughs) Yeah, then like sort of met Cameron around that time and so, like started getting into writing properly around then. Yeah, cool. Did you get anywhere on the X Factor? I got to uh, the boot camp. Cool. I got to top 25 girls or whatever. But yeah, like the whole thing is fake. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm going to get in trouble saying that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah fair. Yeah, like the whole thing, you know, and it was really weird because like you think you're in such a bubble when you're Mm -hmm. shooting a reality TV show type thing. Um, And I was doing my HSE at the time as well. So I like was like living, felt like I was living a Hannah Montana life because (laughs) I was like going, like doing this really cool show and like doing this music career thing. And then I got eliminated and then I went back to school and I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) No one recognized you had a wig on the whole time. It was fun times. You mentioned this is kind of the thing. Actually, I haven't talked about it in a while, but I used to talk about it a lot on the podcast. The early songs kind of sucking kind of thing, being a bit lame. We've, we've all been there. Was there a time that you recognized when they were getting good or acceptable for you, I guess? Well, honestly, I only feel that way now. Right. <laughs> so I um, have definitely been on like a real journey. And obviously, it's never going to end. But... Yeah, like when I started writing songs with Cameron, I mm-hmm. uh, we really liked the songs like ourselves and, yep. you know, didn't think they were like amazingly exceptional, but like we liked them mm-hmm. and that yep. was what was really important and we had a lot of mixed feedback from our friends and family, but we kind of didn't give a shit because we liked them and so we wanted to put them out. Had somebody mentoring us at the time in terms of like, just like business side of things and just sort of connected us with a PR and that kind of thing. But yeah, like I've really only started to completely love songwriting and the songs that I write like last year. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I always get like in a place where like I write the song and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is so yeah. good. I love it. And then it's only lasts a couple of weeks and then I get very insecure about it and I think, oh my God, like I can do so much better you know, maybe I should just can this one and go Mm. back into writing and try again. But I think that sort of plays into a bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I definitely feel like last year and like 
this year so far, I've felt the most confident I've ever felt with my songs. And do you know what it is um, that kind of changed? Was it an actual like you getting better or was it a change in uh, mindset? Or um, I think it's mostly getting better, but <laughs> also change of mindset um, in there as well. Like I think I'm really making the music that I want to make now and feel so much more connected to the songs than I've ever had than I have ever. And I um, am writing a lot more personally as well, which is a totally different experience to writing like creatively. And yeah, definitely skill. Like I think I obviously have so much to learn, but I'm definitely feeling a lot more confident in my skill the last like, yeah, like eight months to a year. So only getting better. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about was I don't know if this is something you've done a lot, but um, kind of live performance. Did you, have you done a lot of gigs or? Yeah, um, since like the start of Chimes's birth, I mm-hmm. um have done quite a few shows. I probably couldn't even tell you. Sure. We've done a lot of like weird ones where it's like we're playing to a bunch of like old dudes um, in some weird place we've never heard of before or even to like an empty room where people just like, like it just doesn't, people don't turn up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I've, I've experienced a lot of stuff. Um, I've also played a Mountain Sounds Festival um, on the main oh. stage, which was like huge, like the biggest stage yeah. I've ever on which was like super super exciting and fun but like it's annoying because like I feel like I'm in such a good headspace now I'm like oh like only I was like this back then doing that show because I just would have done it so much better yeah um and all that stuff but yeah and then obviously since COVID haven't done any shows we've gotten quite a few offers um since things have started to open up again and we were like shit everyone's doing shows again we haven't (laughs) done our live set yeah and like obviously we've written so many new songs so we need to completely redo the live set before we can actually accept any shows so (laughs) hopefully some new shows coming soon once we've got everything sorted yeah very nice and what does a a show look like for you kind of i don't know i guess lineup wise and how you perform, things like that well cameron and i try and keep it really simple um he helped me with the whole live set, um, but eventually would like to not be on stage. But right now, it's it is the two of us still. He will play the drum pad and keys, um, yep. sometimes guitar. But I think we're trying to get rid of the guitar because we found that the simpler the better. I used to play a little sample pad, like um, a little device called the MIDI fighter, where I could just like trigger some sounds and stuff. But it just sort of had too many variables and we find sure. we found like through our experience that the simpler the better and the more control we have the better because the more control you give to the sound guy like you just never know how it's gonna yeah. sound and we've played way too many shows where people have said i could barely hear you or the bass was so loud it made me nauseous and like all this right. stuff and we we're like shit like they're just because obviously, you know, the sound guy, you know, does what he thinks sounds good, but doesn't always, you know, isn't always the best balance. So we've yeah. tried to completely simplify everything, take out as many variables as possible. And as for my performance, I'm just like 
front of stage, just me and the mic. So I can do my thing and not be distracted by trying to play other instruments. I used to play the guitar on stage as well. But for the place like we're in right now, when most gigs are 30 to 40 minutes, we just find that the simpler, the better. And obviously then traveling and stuff as well. So you just don't want to be lugging around a bunch of shit. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I guess the kind of the sound thing is, I guess you're on the kind of smaller side of things. It's just kind of a house sound guy or whatever. And he's not going to know anyone's sound. So he's just like, I'm just going to guess this. Obviously, they've got skill. but Yeah, of course. And that's why, like, most artists basically every artist that can afford it has their own sound guy because you need somebody who understands all the instruments, you know, all the production and like what sound you're trying to deliver to the audience and how your songs are going to interact with the shape Mm -hmm. of the room and all of that stuff like that, you know, not a lot of people think about. And yeah, that's why most people have their own sound guy. I'd love to have my own sound guy one day, but (laughs) right now it's not feasible. Yeah, living on those indie indie musician dollars. <laughs> yes, for the moment, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it does. Well, it's been it's been good talking to you today, and Thank thanks you. for doing the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, no problem. Good to meet you too. Thanks for listening, and thank you to Chines for chatting with me this week. Don't forget to check out Chimes' songs wherever you buy or stream music and go check out her socials as well as the socials for Life on Music. I'll leave all the details in the description of the episode. And if you enjoyed the episode, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.